the fact that I'm now able to to help people out with their own journeys and the fact that I'm able to to have a have a child for one is is just brilliant and as I say I met my um, my fiance through Slimming World so it's just an absolutely amazing feeling um, the stuff that I can do now the people that I've helped even just by raising money with my running is just such an amazing feeling that I wouldn't have had if I'd have carried on being big. Fantastic. And I mean, can you even imagine 28 stone charm with a baby and no sleep? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, no, no, no. I would no. probably have gone even bigger through yes. comfort eating of yes. being tired and going, <laughs> oh, right, I'm going to walk him down to Kapov and I'm going to have go and get myself a Mars bar and then come back with four Mars bars and eat them all whilst holding him and yeah would have been would have been interesting and a big thanks to this week's sponsor creative ways podcast emma isaacs has been a designer for 20 years her podcast is filled with inspiring conversations with successful photographers musicians fashion designers artists and sculptors who have been so generous with their tactile advice to truly motivate and educate creatives to keep us all on this important path Emma believes that if we aren't following our true inner creative calling, then we are literally harming our minds and bodies. So give it a listen and download Creative Ways Podcast now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. If this is the first time that you've downloaded Slimming Stories, not listen, or should I say Slimming Stories Around the World, I keep forgetting about the full title, then thank you so much and thank you for giving me a try. If this is maybe the 10th time you've listened to an episode or you're on episode 15, then what I would ask is if you can just press the subscribe button. Literally just press a button. That's all I'm asking you to do. (laughs) Press a button, hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast and that would really help me climb the podcast charts. Now, today's guest is Tom Farrow. If you're often on Instagram, you will recognise Tom. He's He's got quite a following and there's no doubt in my mind why he has that kind of following. Tom has lost over 10 stone following the Slimming World plan and he loved it so much that he decided to train and be a consultant. He's also had a little one and he's got lots going on in his life but he's still finding the ability to, I guess, stick to a plan that is is found that really works for him and I love this story really really love this story so I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts is introducing Tom Farrow to Slimming Stories. At the moment I can see your face it all looks very calm but I know that lurking wow. in, in the house there is a 10 week old little boy that is having a feed so it's all nice and calm at the moment how, how are you finding it how are you finding being a dad? Um, it's uh, been a bit of a shock to the system, I won't lie, but um, but no, I'm absolutely loving it. The uh, the sleepless nights, I wouldn't trade for anything. He's been a little angel on the whole, but oh, uh, right. yeah, just every now and then he decides to, you know, stretch his lungs, as, uh, his lungs. <laughs> as, as Lottie's granny says. So, um, but yeah, no, he's, he's good as gold. Lo- I love him to bits, yeah. Lovely. And how have you found it in lockdown? Because obviously, like normally you'd baby would come and then all the relatives would come around but things must have been very different for you oh very different yeah very different and you know what it's actually been a bit of a blessing in disguise because we've been able to get him into some kind of routine without having to to wake him up because we've got family come around um 
and it's been very much a yep you can come around absolutely no problem at all these are probably the best times and you know two meter distances and front garden meetups and when he was first born they were looking through the for the front window at him we were holding him up and um yeah so it's been it's been different but uh, you couldn't plan for it so we've been trying to make the best of a bad situation really a nice different right at, well, at the minute, we we haven't let any family hold him or anything like that just yet because we just don't feel it's safe enough, um, no. just personally. But the good thing is they're all understanding of it, um, mm. which really helps. So they're more than happy to see him from a distance and make him laugh and smile from a distance. So oh, it's brilliant. great that they're all great that they're all on board. And have you got quite a close family then? Is there quite a lot of you that are dying to see little one? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> very close. Not very big, but very close. Um, so I've got a brother, Lottie's got a sister. And um, yeah, very, very close-knit family, which is which is lovely. But um, yeah, it's uh, not very big, which is good. So we don't have to share them far and wide. That's but, it, uh, don't have to press them around yeah. too far. <laughs> so we just want to start by telling the audience exactly how much weight you've lost to date and how that's going with you and how you're feeling with your weight loss at the moment. Yeah, of course. So um, today I've lost 10 stone, eight pounds. Um, started at 28 stone on the dot and um, loving being in the teens, uh, to be honest. Um, I'm finding it a lot harder now with the lockdown being being in because I'm, I'm very much a, um, a creature of habit. I like being in routine. Yeah and uh, going to work having having lunch at work and everything like that was a big big plus for me as it just helped keep me on uh, keep me on track whereas being in the house all day surrounded by everything all day even if it's uh, all the all the good stuff and then you've got your your treats as well it's uh, it's, it's difficult but it's uh, but I'm, I'm starting to get back uh, into the uh, into the right way of doing things which is good so Brilliant. yeah I just want to start off by saying you know what an amazing achievement start out at 28 stone and have lost over 10 stone so far is it's you know it really is you know it's amazing i know you know you've, you've just explained what you've done and where you're at and it's quite you know it's quite casual for you to just like announce that but <laughs> you know for people out there listening that are struggling with the weight loss they'll probably think oh yeah. my goodness 10 stone and it's still you know it's still such a, a thing to comprehend really it's been 28 stone having lost 10 stone and how that must make you feel so if you just mm. want to talk us through how it felt first of all being 28 stone but before that point realizing that actually you wasn't just feeding hunger there was something more there that you was feeding yeah so when i was uh, 28 stone so before i started with slimming world i um was very much just eating out of um kind of a I need to fill fill a void kind of really kind of fill a fill a hole in my life that just I, I wasn't in a good place to be honest and kind of eating my emotions was the way I was going a bit like most people really and I just then went on to just kept eating and then secret eating um, and then hiding the wrappers and everything like that it just yeah it just became too too much really it was hard it was hard being being that way and knowing that I should do something about it but not wanting to admit to myself that I'd got to that stage was was right. tricky, and I didn't want to um, look like a failure for getting to that to that state. To be honest, that's how I how I felt at the time. I felt like I'd uh, let myself down by getting to that that state. I mean, I'd always been a big kid, but it really got to be too much, 
um, mm. by the end of it. Yeah. So with the secret eating, and we say secret eating because this is something that I used to do, and I also touched on it recently with a guest, and um, I've not yet published that episode, but this particular guest explained that her mum had, had took to actually locking things away. Locking yeah. cupboards to try and, you know, that, that's the extent that the family had gone to, to try and, I guess, mm. protect daughter from the behaviour that she'd adapted around food. So yeah. So when you say secret eating, had any of your family members picked up on the the issues that you was having and, and did anybody try to intervene at any point or say anything? No, I, I mean, other than my, my friends at work, they did kind of try and intervene but I just laughed it off and just made jokes about it but family wise no because I was I was that good at, at hiding it because it was mainly in my car on the way to and from work so I used to stop off at a petrol station when yeah. I needed to pick up two three chocolate bars eat them by the time I'd got home hide the wrappers in the bin straight outside the house and just take it from there or just keep hiding them in the car and just get rid of them all in one fell swoop if someone were to come into my car so it was mm. uh, that was my um, secret eating place rather than in the house. Yeah. Right. And did you was you successful in doing that every time, or did anybody ever find out? So there were some times when people did find out, and I just um, well, I ever lied about it and said no, it wasn't just me that that had all of those McDonald's and stuff like that. Um, or I, I just laughed it off and go, yeah, it's been a while since I cleaned my car, rather than been a day or two. And how did you feel in yourself at, at 28 Stone from a, a physical point of view? What was your life like on a, a weekly basis, on a daily basis of, of carrying that excess weight around with oh, it you? Was, it was horrible. It was horrible. I, um, I used to get out of breath going up the stairs. I, before I got to that stage, I think about two stone before I got to my heaviest at 28, I um, used to play American football and being a bigger guy was an advantage in that. So I used to treat it as, yeah, it's part of what I'm, part of what I'm doing. It's, it's everything like that. But I was so physically unfit, I couldn't run around half the football pitch as the warm-up. I was dead at that point. It was, it was difficult for me when I got to 28 stone to then um, try and do anything athletic. My knees were really hurting. I um, was just in a really bad place physically I, as I say I used to drive to the road shop instead of walking even though it was easily walking distance yeah and I used to kid myself going no no it's a it's a semi big shop so it were it's worth a car I ended up coming back with two bags which I could have right. carried back so it's sure. yeah it was it was bad you get yourself into the kind of place where you kind of come up with excuses and come up with reasons and rationalize it to yourself to a point where it's silly to do anything else I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but it, it certainly was for me. So a bit like going to the, drive into the shop rather than walking. It was, oh, what if I come back with three, four bags? Then I will need the car. Yeah. When you know you're only going to come back with one, maybe two max. It's, yeah. It's quite interesting, isn't it? The, the stories that we tell ourselves are quite similar to that of maybe an alcoholic or another addict where, you know, when we look about the behaviour of an alcoholic and when we think about, what they say and the denial that they go through there's very little difference between that and and, totally food agree. and and that is something that I've always thought about well thank goodness you know this is food but yet my understanding is that food related disease is higher than any any drug or yeah. alcohol it's... related <laughs> disease no it is it's it's something that um 
my first consultant likened it to alcoholism uh, alcohol addiction even sorry it was yeah it's you wouldn't tell an alcoholic or ask an alcoholic if they wanted another pint but you happily go oh do you want another donut kind of thing it's it but people don't take it as seriously when it is as um as harmful to health yeah no especially um i don't know if you've worked in office where oh yeah is on the kind of it's kind of drip fed, isn't it? Where it's like everybody's birthday, then somebody gets married, somebody has someone's been baby. to Tesco's in the morning, just fancies buying some biscuits. Yeah, yeah, been there. I used to sit on the end of the row next to the treat table. Oh goodness! Oh, it was fun. Oh, it was fun. Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, there's never any grapes on there or anything like that, is there? No, there's no all strawberries. Not not, not no, never. All, all the cheap cheap you know packets of biscuits of like <laughs> 50 pence or something oh yeah um buy one get one free so it is difficult. you know it's payday when someone brings in mcvitties but yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's so it's so difficult and trying to i won't say fitting but just trying to process life and live around food and you know you look around and there's people in the office that have healthy weights healthy bodies of all shapes yep. and sizes and then for somebody that finds it such a struggle to to control the weight, and especially in a working environment where you want to you want to be able to focus, um, and often sometimes you know work can even be re- released from other things, can't it? You know, you go to work and then you're at work, and then you can just get stuck in what you need to do for that day, and then yeah. having this like background, it's almost like having a background noise, isn't it? And like yes, like yeah. the treat table, it's like insight, but you don't want to have it. You don't want to be the first up to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's uh, definitely you don't want to be the first up there. But as soon as you you come back from getting a cup of tea and you see the biscuits are open, you go in there and you go in there hard. Uh, in my yeah. in my uh, experience, anyway, yeah. That's, that's it. And going back to what you said about the breathing difficulties, mm. if you just want to tell me how long you had been around that weight, around twenty eight stone, with the difficulties with your breathing and, and your physical yeah. health problems. So I'd probably been at twenty eight stone there or thereabouts for um for about five six months the breathing difficulties for about two or three just when i really started to try and um to be honest i did start to try and get fitter um at that weight so i tried to couch to 5k back then i made it through one week i say i made it through i was very much pausing in the middle of well about a third of the way through having a sit down for 20 minutes and then carrying it back on again so it just it was something, but I just couldn't get through it because I was so out of breath. I just couldn't go any further. So I ended up packing it in again. I tried yeah. cycling and it, it just, again, I was so out of breath. I, I thought no, it's, it's not for me. I'm just not going to um, do it. Or when I came back from a bike ride, I used to film myself up on healthy snacks, but yeah. I say healthy snacks, I near enough a, a bowl full of carrots and a tub full of hummus. Um, while the carrots are good the hummus isn't so good so yeah it was never the reduced fat no never never the healthy stuff and I guess you know it's difficult and when we're in that zone and that that mindset how how did you feel did you feel at that point that you couldn't diet you didn't have the resolve you couldn't stick to diet food did you feel at that point that you couldn't start a diet because you knew that your appetite couldn't be satisfied and there's no point at starting yeah i did i i kind of thought oh well i I, i'll give healthy eating a go i feel like everyone on monday i'll I'll start a diet 
and um, I ate healthy for a day and then Tuesday came and it was, oh, I'm running late for work, so I won't have uh, the healthy breakfast I planned and, oh, well, I've already messed up this day, so I'll, I'll start again on tomorrow. And then I just found I wasn't, I was hungry all the time. I wasn't eating anything tasty or anything like that. So it then led to me having more meals to fill myself up and just going back to the convenient processed rubbish food um, rather than making tasty nutritious meals yeah yeah it was yeah not good and what would you say tipped you over the edge to go through those slimming world doors what what was it that made you realize that this wasn't going in the right direction you needed to make a change yeah so it was a couple of things really the so my manager in work at the time was doing slimming world and we used to take bets on how she'd do in the week and whether she'd you know have a loss or anything like that I say bets it was a kind of no money involved or anything like that unfortunately because <laughs> I was getting quite good at it but oh, <laughs> I know right um but led to me asking her questions and she dropping hints and saying oh I'm really I'm never hungry and all of that um kind of hinting Tommy should really give this a go I obviously didn't take any notice of her because um I didn't want to at that time then came a community event with my work and we had to wear branded t-shirts now the biggest size they went up to was 1xl and with the best will in the world that was never going to fit me uh, because i was wearing four 5xl shirts at that time so i i thought i've got planet i know what i'm gonna do i bought a transfer off ebay with the company logo on it bought a red t-shirt 5xl ironed it on the night before went to the event and just loved it felt amazing i was showing off to everybody yeah look at me i'm part of the gang all of that even though you stood out like a sore thumb um i still felt really good during the yeah. day but when i got home i thought why on earth did i feel so good about having to go out of my way spend my own money to fit in to be part of the work event when everybody else didn't have to mm. and I saw a picture of myself um, in that shirt and it was just mortifying because I didn't think I looked that big it was one of those pictures which is not fully up from the side but kind of three quarters and you can see everything and yeah it was a um, big eye-opener for me so I sent my manager Steph at the, at the time a text saying so Slimming World's good, right? Or, or words to that effect, I can't really remember. And um, she said, yeah, you should really give it a go. So I went on the website, found my local group, found that the local consultant was a guy as well, which is even better because I yeah. thought at least there'll be one other guy in there. Um, so it won't be just me. Um, went along, stood outside the doors for a little bit, debated whether I wanted to do this or not, and then thought, sod it, I'm just going to go in. I've come i say i've come this far it was down the road but i've actually got to the point where i i feel like i need to so let's just find out what it's about and see whether or not i can stick to it so went in and uh spoke to uh spoke to my consultant clive and the rest Ooh. is history and you're also a, a similar consultant so i, am now, I guess yeah. i guess the the power that you've got as a consultant is you know exactly when anybody steps on those scales when anybody comes to you 
as a consultant that you've you know you, you've been there and that's where your oh, yeah. your journey started i'm so glad that you know you, you not that you got the courage but the you no. know this this event happened i know it was it was horrendous you saw the photos and i guess that was a I, I, a great wake-up call for you it was and i am so glad that i spent the money to do, to get that shirt to get yeah. me to where i am now um because i just yeah it's one of those things that you don't think about until two three years down the line which it is now it's nearly three years down and i just think yeah if i hadn't done that i probably wouldn't be where i am now i possibly might not even be here because who who knows who yeah. knows where i was going so yeah so that that money that's like saved mm. your life basically didn't it oh from, god yeah definitely from stopped you in your tracks it's lovely that you yeah. had a, a friend a colleague to mm. to go with you to slimming world so how was it walking through those doors i know you said that you, you knew there was a guy consultant so as a 28 stone man walking into a slimming world class it must have still felt really daunting because i know that i've been to oh, classes yeah. and the people or like once he was off a stone or a stone and you kind of you know you stood behind thinking you know where why are you here you know you're so so mm. slim how did that feel for you at such a, a large size walking into that class that day daunting uh scary all of the other adjectives that you'd expect really it was it was um very scary going through the doors in the first instance not only to because it was um kind of a realization as to, to how far i'd come uh, with, with my own weight but more a scared don't know what's going to happen because i've never been to a group before never been to any kind of slimming program before um am i going to be the only guy other than the consultant there are they all going to be clicky what it's kind of first day at school nerves yeah, really that's and right. um but as soon as i sat down uh with, with um with the consultant clive it was it was brilliant um he put me to ease right away and everything that i was fearing just went within five ten minutes of him starting the new member talk and it was yeah. almost as if it was yeah this is where we're going now this is what's happening it just felt right that i was yeah. there kind of thing and that sounds cheesy as all hell but it it really <laughs> did no certainly and looking at the plan when obviously you actually got weighed what was the biggest surprise of the plan that made you feel that actually i could i could give this a go or did you feel looking at that i don't know where to start there's so much to take in so it was really good that went to a new member talk first off and um explained it because i was the only one in the new member talk at the time so it was him talking directly to me and i had lots of time to answer ask some questions even so the thing that really surprised me was that no food was off limits so i, I thought oh, here we go i'm gonna stump him he, he's not gonna he's not gonna like this can i have a doner kebab because <laughs> I, I even sober I, I i would still now have one i yeah yeah kind of sure thing. guilty guilty pleasure <laughs> but um i was like no it's not gonna be no way you can have one of them could be no way you can have one of them and he reeled off different ways you can make them, uh, different ways you can food optimize them, one getting them from the kebab house, or even if you just wanted the full bang, you could have one and it would be within the sins um, because that's just the way that, that the plan works. And I was taken about, I was like, no way can you do that and lose weight. Absolutely no way can you do that and lose weight. 
So I obviously tried it, put him to the test. And I did. And I was like, okay, yeah, fine. Here we go. This is, yeah. this is the plan for me. <laughs> yep. I know exactly where I am now. And this is brilliant. It's quite funny that you say that because the amount of guys I've interviewed that say the exact same thing. Really? They're going to put, you know, similar well to the test or the diet oh, plan yeah. to the test. I'm, I'm going to show them this doesn't work. And then they oh, God, yeah. you've got to, you've got to give it a good go, haven't you? <laughs> got to give it a good try and push it to its limits, haven't you? So how much weight did you lose that first week and how did, how did it feel? So to be fair, for the first week, I lost three pounds. Okay. But in the second week, I lost eight. So right. 11 pounds over the two weeks. I was over the moon. I was a bit upset, but I'd only lost three pounds. Um, being told that I couldn't lose anywhere up to half a stone in the first week. I was a bit, oh, is that it? But then Clive said, stick with it. Just keep doing what you're doing. And um, yeah, I did. Kept going with it. Food optimized 100% and came back eight pounds lighter the following week. I was like, yeah. Back in work, now you're on a, a focused plan and you know where you, your health's going to go because you're going to stick to this plan and your intentions are to lose the weight how did you find life at work within an office surrounded by by the treat food how how was it it was hard the first couple of weeks were were the probably the easier ones because everybody knew what i was doing everybody knew i was on it because I, I said to my friends look i'm, I'm on slimming well now this is what i can and can't have and um, so please don't try and trip me up because it's important to me and they're like yeah no problem we totally get that a couple of weeks later they tried to trip me up but didn't work um but no be not going to the treat table when i had uh, when I, I wanted to go up and have a look i had someone who was sat near it as well said to me don't even think about it just look gave me the look over the glasses look and i was like oh all right michelle no worries i'm not going to do that uh, so it was great they were all on my side they were all super supportive because i kind of got them involved with it and kind of yeah. said look this is the reason why and showed them the picture and they were like oh didn't i think they faked it a little bit oh i didn't know you were that big yeah it was really good and we, we ended up having a competition excuse me me and my manager both not seeing who could lose the most weight but um people were betting on us uh, right. kind of yeah so a bit like we were doing oh how do you think you've done this week oh how do you think you've done this week and kind of like that so it made it a bit fun as well so yeah brilliant and um, did you get a lot of scowls from the ladies in the and you agree when you kept winning the, the basket oh yeah the basket. <laughs> oh yeah um it was it was a running joke i think i won slim of the week for five weeks on the bounce and oh, it goodness. just became a joke and i just ended up um just just having a laugh with it um and yeah it was it was fine in the end they were all happy for me on the surface um and that's how i'm choosing to to take it they were all over the moon for me <laughs> with this plan did you <laughs> feel that there were really big changes with what you was eating already or was it more behaviors around the food that you had been eating that you needed to change so i understand that obviously eating lots of vegetables and healthy fruits and lean meats and all those other all those other things but was this just a case of right okay i need to watch the snacks i need to look at the time that i'm eating what came first? What did you address first? Was it the behaviours or was it the actual plan itself? What I kind of addressed first was the, the main meals. Um, so it's very much reliant on um, convenience food, so frozen pizzas, frozen chips, that kind of style of food. 
and just chuck it in the oven 200 for 20 minutes and see what comes out kind of food yeah. and <laughs> and um oh i miss those days i don't really <laughs> but um, but no it was very convenient food so it was a case of planning my meals out so i knew what i was going to have and making them as exciting as possible so in the second week i made that doner kebab rather than going and buying one so i knew that it was going to be sin free so i could have uh, i don't know a bar of chocolate in the evening instead so it would work out which probably led to me getting the better result in my second week so realistically it was the the main meals first followed by the snacking follow and kind of the behaviors went in and amongst all of that and kind of ran through um the both of them i would say brilliant so looking back when the weight started to come off and you, you know you're introducing the healthy fruit and the vegetables and the lean meats can you reflect on a time that you was younger when you were at a heavier weight as a child and realize that those foods had started to be slowly introduced or have you always been a big eater and what i'm basically saying is did you have to totally revamp how you'd eaten for the whole of your life or was this something that so, you had ever tried before if you ask my mum that question she'd say yep it's all my fault but um it isn't realistically i was yes a big child but when i got to uni and i was in charge of my own money and i was in charge of my own cooking and everything like that that's when it really started to to pack on the weight so I was, as I say, in charge of my own money. I lived opposite of Greg's in my second year, lives opposite a chip shop in my first year and opposite of Chinese in the third year. And you can really <laughs> guess where, where my money was mainly spent. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was really uni where I did start to pack on the weight and that carried on even when I came out of uni and even when I went back to live with my mum and dad after, after uni for a little bit. Again, the main meals were fine when I was living with my mum and dad. They they were all healthy. They packed me, they packed me a lunch, um, because my mum's lovely like that. Oh. Um, so packed me a lunch. It was all great. It was salad in the sandwich. Everything. It was brilliant. It was the, the stopping off on the petrol station on the way in. Yeah. The going out on your lunch break, and we used to even just go to McDonald's on the way home before I had my dinner, and then had my dinner as well. So it was this whole secret eating kind of side really picked up from uni um because it was what i was used to having while i was at uni so i was like oh it's, it's normal so yeah. i'll uh, i'll carry it on carry but, it on uh, yeah but as i say it was it was mainly as a result of being in charge of my own money and thinking oh, you know what i really fancy tonight rather than yeah. let's think about it for the future yeah yeah let's think about longer at what point did you realize actually okay i used to eat in the secret at uni I've done this while I'm at work, but now something's clicked and actually I can control my eating and I no longer have to eat in secret. Was there a point that you felt, actually, I've, I've cracked this, I've cracked the secret eating and I no longer have these huge urges just to eat in excess? So it was mainly um, when I figured out what the plan was. It was mainly when I figured out how to use my sins how to spread them out during the day i started by planning my sins out for the day so i knew for instance in the early days i used to plan it out so i'd buy a box of high five hours from group say and i'd have one with my morning coffee one with my afternoon coffee so i know that six sins down straight the way leaves me with 29 for the rest of the day as i was a bigger chap i was able to have up to 35 in the day so i knew i could have 
those so I'd then plan out what I was going to do and then I'd plan out a, a really nice pudding or something or a really lazy dinner to kind of use up the sins so it was I don't need to secret eat because I'm enjoying what I'm eating yeah so I'm feeling I don't need to to have that that boost of um of endorphins or anything like that from yeah. the secret eating the, the chocolate or anything like that because I'm loving what I'm eating so I don't need to do that fantastic and before we started the recording you mentioned that you've you know you're looking at different targets but if you just want to talk yes. about reaching your first your first target and how yeah. that how that felt for you to know so, that, that you'd hit that target of course so yeah so um my first target was 20 stone i didn't know what i wanted to be um because i never weighed myself um throughout uni or anything like that so i had no idea how much i weighed when i was at what eight whatever age so i thought oh 20 stone it's a nice round number to go to and then i'll see how i feel from there is the god's honest truth and um it was relatively early on i should say and during that time i'd gone through a lot of upheaval in my personal life and everything like that when i got there i felt so good so proud of myself for actually sticking with something long enough to actually get an achievement yeah. um, off the back of it when i got that eight stone off it was brilliant it's an absolutely amazing feeling but i knew i wasn't done no i wasn't done so i said um said to my consultant i'm gonna go for another two stone i'm gonna go for another two stone let's get it to 10 stone that seems like another nice number let's go for that so uh, i went for the 10 stone again got that in another six months because it got a little bit more tricky a little bit harder to to get the weight off at that point um so i got got there actually on my um on my 29th birthday um which was great great feeling just before christmas got my 10 stone off bought a new house everything was looking up for me and um yeah it was great so i thought you know i still think like, i still feel like i could go a little bit more um so i went for another one stone got that it's brilliant but i thought there's still some more room to go i'm still not 100 percent happy with how i'm feeling um and i was looking at the bmi chart as well which i only ever use as a guide because yeah. it is i mean you can't tell everything just by by your height in no, my mind no. anyway height and age you can't do that so um i was using it as a guide and for me it said the max uh the the top end of healthy was 14 and a half stone and i thought if i'm 14 and a half stone i'm gonna look kill so i thought okay i'll go for 15 stone so that'll be 13 stone off and if i get there brilliant i can say that i've done it and then i'll know for a fact that'll be the lowest weight i've ever been as an adult and then I can have a look back and see where I was most comfortable at. And if it was yeah. at the 15, brilliant. I can stick it there. But if it wasn't, let's say if it was at 16 stone, I'll move back to my target to there and take it from there. Brilliant. That sounds like a great plan. So you spoke at the beginning about mm. loving the sport, but feeling really unhealthy, not being able to breathe. How is your fitness now compared to, to then? Mm. What, what are you now able to do and what are you now able to enjoy? So before, as I say, I was doing American football, I was really out of breath, really, um, I was, I was the, the least athletic person on the team by far. Okay. Um, and I tried couch to 5k, as I say, I gave it one go for a week and it, it just, it didn't click because it just wasn't right for me at the time. Um, but then 
when I got about five, six stone off, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give, going to give running a try because I've got nothing else to do. Um, I was living with a friend at the time and he was super fit. He'd run a half marathon and I was like, oh, I just want to be, I just want to be like Joe. I just want to do that. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I gave coach to 5k another go, but Joe was really kind. He, he came out with me. He was on, I always remember he was on his skateboard um, at the time. He was just going around with me. He was uh, just a bit of moral support. I ended up leaving him behind because he fell off at one oh, point. I didn't are. even realize I was in the zone <laughs> and I just didn't even realize. Um, so I completed counts to 5k, which is a great feeling in, in and amongst that. I did an inflatable 5k obstacle race. It was oh. amazing. Um, I then worked up to, as soon as I got back from the 5k obstacle, I signed up for a 10k race, just a, a straight race because I thought, Oh, go on. I like going for that challenge. Let's see. Let's see what I can go for now. So I did a 10k, did another couple of 10ks and I thought, you know what? I can die. I'm quite comfortable doing this now. Let me see if I can push myself to a half, half marathon. My gosh. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's when I know I had a running addiction. Uh, I wow. mean, while I'm out there doing it, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Don't get me wrong. If you come up to me, say, hi, Tom, I'll tell you um, yeah. something you probably won't want to hear. <laughs> um, but afterwards, I absolutely love the feeling of, of being able to have accomplished something. And today I've run three half marathons, um, <sighs> one during COVID um, oh. as part of a virtual event, which I was meant to be running around the capital for the London Landmarks, half raising money for Tommy's. Um, and that's another side of my running. It's it's helping me raise money for some amazing charities. So I've managed to raise money for Mind, uh, the mental health charity. And um, in this year, 2020, I've been raising money for Tommy's, the baby charity. And it just gives me such a great feeling of helping people whilst also being physically fit as well. Um, having said that, Alfie, my little boy, he's decided to rob me of all of my sleep, which has meant I'm not as as fit running as I used to be. So, um, oh, yeah, that, that was really fun. That coming back to yeah. running after after yeah having no sleep is great. Yeah, no sleep is a challenge, but you know, let's not take away the fact that you can now run after exactly after really struggling. And you mm. know, I've seen you before and after photographs, and there really is. I mean, I I would say looking at you you know there's there's no comparison of you know if you, put, you know side by side in the street you would there's literally no no comparison so can you how does it feel you know really how does it feel having lost all of that weight it's my i get asked this a lot even as a consultant i get asked this a lot and the only answer i can say is weird it okay. feels really weird because i was a big guy for so long that i just kind of always associated myself as the big guy i mean my nickname in in uni was big tom farrow it's it's right. just what it was um and i just always associated myself with being that big guy that being less big i mean don't get me wrong i'm still big uh than than average but i'm not as big as i was yeah so still it it just feels weird. It's it's a good weird though. Don't get me wrong. Yes. It's a great weird. Like the fact that I'm now able to 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 help people out with their own journeys and mm. um the fact that I'm able to to have a have a child for one is is just Absolutely. brilliant. And um as I say, I met my um my fiance in through Slimming World. So it's Aww. it's just an absolutely amazing feeling 
um, the stuff that I can do now, the people that I've helped even just by raising money with my running is just such an amazing feeling that I wouldn't have had if I'd have carried on being big. Fantastic. Um, I mean, can you even imagine 28 stone charm with a baby and no sleep? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, no, no, no. I would no. probably have gone even bigger through yes. comfort eating of yes. being tired and going, <laughs> Oh, right, I'm going to walk him down to Carver and I'm going to have a, go and get myself a Mars bar and then come back with four Mars bars and eat them all whilst holding him. And yeah, would have been would have been interesting, say the least. Yeah. And it's such a you know it's such a fantastic gift to give to your family. Um, oh God, yeah, without a doubt. I'm, I'm, to to Alfred, the fact that you've you know you've got this this new health, you've got your running, um, your, your fitness, your, you know your vitality, and there's so many people now, especially that from young age will include the children in, in running, and that's something that you oh, know God, you yeah. may be able to look forward to. And I guess having been an overweight child and and teen and going through uni, being overweight and going through work, mm. I'm sure that you will want to introduce that new healthy lifestyle to to Alfie and. Oh, without I'm including them yeah. so much you know you've got so much to look forward to that i guess you wouldn't have had before in a in a healthy body it's you know it's such oh, a no. such an inspirational amazing story and i'm so oh, so you. pleased for you so so pleased and i'm i'm so glad that you're in a position to to help and inspire others and i know you will mm. with this podcast and and as a consultant and it's nice to hear your, your honest story and there may be times i guess maybe through covid or when things pop up that things aren't always going to run smooth and there will be challenges there will be challenges oh, yeah. and i guess trying to navigate around those can be it can be challenging but it can be doable so if you just want to talk to anybody out there listening that is listening all to the story but also is thinking right okay i've lost weight before i've, I've lost weight and now i can lose weight and i can stick to plan mm. but then something happens and it all goes awry if you just yeah. want to talk to those listeners that maybe are going through that and how you've been able to navigate when difficult things have happened in your life having lost weight and how you can get back on track yeah definitely so the number one thing i would say is that you're not alone um it sounds cliche as anything but you really aren't alone you, if you were to walk through your local slimming world doors you'd, you'd find handful of other people in the similar spot to you that can help you and, and give you tips as well um for me i know i whenever i struggle with um with having a bad moment or having um an off day just uh, have a mentally off day or just decide excuse me deciding no i don't want to do anymore let's just um eat all the cake and not worry about it I then go back to what my consultant said to me when I was going through my personal um, troubles back when, um, back towards the start of my journey. He gave me this great piece of advice, which I pass on to all of my members now. It's called the blocks method. And it's about breaking your day down into three blocks rather than thinking of it as the week to come, because the week to come is scary as hell. Thinking about it as that is is a long period of time and it is super scary to think i need to be on plan all week to get a good result that it, it's daunting even for me that three years into my journey hmm. um 
whereas the blocks method breaks it down into three blocks in a day which is a lot more manageable so i go through that with with all of my members and without doubt they um come back saying you know what tom has really helped me bounce back because the point of the blocks is if you have an off-plan block then as soon as the next one comes up you forget about it it's done you can't change it so you move on you don't think about it you don't give it any more thought because you're focusing on the next one so the blocks are in the morning so from the minute you wake up until just before you have your lunch from when you have your lunch to just before dinner and then from when you've had your dinner until you go to bed so it's about making sure that you have as many on plan blocks as you can in the week and if you have an off plan block you forget about it short-term memory you you don't dwell on it because that mm. that dwelling on it and that can, that feeling of guilt that you have whenever you have an off-plan moment can lead to an off-plan day which can then lead to an off-plan week which can then lead to not going to group for two three months and undoing all of the hard work that you've done whereas trying to keep control of it even if you have more off-plan blocks and on the fact that you're thinking about it and the fact that you're making a conscious effort to try your hardest for a shorter period of time is a lot more manageable mentally than thinking about it for even a whole day at a time. And I would say that is the biggest thing that's helped me whenever I'm, I say, going through a a difficult period in my life, I always, always without fail, revert back to those blocks. And I set myself a target at the start of the week going, so there's 21 blocks in a week. I'm going to aim for at least 14 on plan this week. Anything more than that is a bonus. Start with all good intentions to, I don't plan them off and go, oh, so I'm going to have the middle block on Saturday. I'm going to have off because I feel like it. It's not like that. It's more of a, if it happens, it happens kind of system. And without fail, it always helps me get back on track within a week and, Mm -hmm. and turn it around and stop the rot before it gets too bad it's a it's a great mental strategy what you've just explained and, and there's a lot of shame there's a lot of guilt in oh yeah not just being off plan but being able to get back on track and this what this block method that you've just explained that is great because like you said you don't give any energy to it um it's short-term memory that happened it's done on to the next thing um, yeah. which is brilliant isn't it and i guess you know when you speak to your your members a lot of holding on to what they've done it's just it's just crazy and i just think oh, yeah. if this is what we do with food what do we do with other aspects of our life mm. and there's a lot to be learned through changing i guess changing your behaviors around food and and how that can have such a, a positive effect on other parts of your life too because you start oh, to think doubt. differently don't you? you start to look at the psychology i guess around around food around your behaviors and, mm. and how you can change those and this is a great a great system that you found and what a great consultant share that with you so clive he, he really helped me out with that that nugget of information a genius tip of the blocks and um, really helped me out with the first couple of years ended up having to move areas and um, so i moved to a different consultant um i then ended up taking over that group and i'm now uh, with another consultant Gemma, who is really helpful um and she's just amazing really um really helps me out whenever i'm in a bit of a rut so right. yeah absolutely all the consultants i've had during my time have been absolutely phenomenal brilliant and for anybody listening that is 
maybe going back to to work like I am very soon next week. I don't even want to talk about that. I will tear up. I can't even, can't even think about that at the moment. But for anybody sat here that's listening, thinking, okay, lockdown seems to be lifting and normality seems to be resuming. What piece of advice can you give to somebody, not necessarily around the plan, but what piece of advice can you give to somebody just to not look back and just to kind of get into that focused mindset and to make some changes? So I'm a big believer in planning i i'm a structured person to to the end of the end of the earth i will make lists for lists that's <laughs> okay. me as a person so i will when because i say i've been working from home throughout um, lockdown and came, had paternity leave then came back from paternity leave uh, back into my office which is the baby's room so it's um kind of been about planning 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 um for me has been the number one thing whether that's planning my day just work-wise i found this amazing little pad that i use which um to help me plan what i'm going to do for the day just to get me back into the routine in addition to that plan what meals i'm going to have what plan what snacks i'm going to have i even um this is really sad but um <laughs> oh you wait um when i uh came back from paternity leave i packed my bag as if i was going to work so okay. I put my snacks in my bag, my lunch in my bag, everything in my bag to then come up the stairs and go in the back room um, just okay. to get myself back into that kind of routine. <laughs> and you know what? It really helped. It yeah. really helped. Because um, I, don't, I don't know if you're working from home or if you're going back to an office, but um, getting that kind of sense of normality back really did help me. I mean, it didn't stop me going back down to the kitchen and making excess cups of coffee, <laughs> but um, at least I knew the food was was half on half on plan at least during that that first week back from pat leave when i was running on empty shall we say but it's it's a fantastic inspirational story and thank you and i'm so pleased that you know you've been able to find your fitness and and the running and you know the weight loss is so much Mm. now that you've got to look forward to and you're now in a healthy body and i know that this podcast will inspire other people that are struggling or maybe they're halfway through the journey and needed just a bit of a a bit of a motivational boost to know that they they can do this and this is possible and you've given some great words of uh wise words of of wisdom there that i think will help people some great tools to work with going forward so thank you so much tom it's been an absolute pleasure and so well any i've not heard any any noise in the background everything's been no thankfully he's been uh he's been he's been quite good i mean he's downstairs which has helped but i can hear him out of this ear (laughs) out my left ear so uh so i think it may be time to go down and give him a quick cuddle and uh relieve lottie of uh of the baby duty brilliant that's fantastic thanks for joining take care tom thank you you too claire bye if you're someone that has really struggled with their fitness if you're someone that over lockdown has, has thought to yourself, actually, I, I need to do something, regardless of, you know, thinking about counting calories or looking at eating plans, if you're somebody that just feels that the body doesn't quite feel right because they just feel so unhealthy and they're not really sure, I guess, where to start, I would say that the best, the best tool that you can, I guess, equip yourself with would be to join some sort of some sort of community like a slimming world class or a weight watchers class or some sort of gym membership where you're included in a group 
there's lots of running groups out there but even if the group isn't necessarily a, a weight loss group even if you can find yourself in an environment that, that's giving you that group community and encouragement I think that is a priceless a priceless tool to have when you're thinking about losing weight when you're really really thinking about losing weight and you've got great intentions now if you've got 10 stone to lose like Tom had then absolutely the best place you you would find yourself would be in a weight loss group because there's so much support from other people that are living I guess your life similar people similar situations and everything that you're telling yourself about how weight loss for you isn't possible they will have told themselves that same story over and over and I think that you know success comes often when you know we really dig deep and we challenge we challenge the stories that we've been telling ourselves we challenge the thoughts that we're carrying around and that are on repeat day after day and to really I guess break through that noise to really really break through that noise I think if I could give one one piece of advice from all of the all of the interviews that I've done so far it would be that to be within a group setting to add that encouragement is it's it's priceless it really is priceless and it's got to be one that you find yourself in that you feel comfortable with it can't be something that you 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 attend and you go and you feel oh gosh you know I've got to go again or it's a bit cold I don't really want to go there tonight it's got to be one that you really really feel works for you it's got to be something that that feels like a it fits like a glove it's got to be and I think you'll surprise yourself if you're quite insular you go to work and you get home and you're on the sofa and you you're just zoning out on Netflix um maybe this is you know it'd be like a quite a new experience for you and I know you know Tom is another guy that we've had on the podcast and before this we spoke about you know how motivated he is to to get the message out around weight loss especially to guys and when I do attend groups and especially weight loss groups I don't see that many guys but I know that's changing (laughs) I know that is changing and I think Tom's helping to change that too so I hope you've listened to this episode today and as before in the intro if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast if you've really enjoyed listening to it please hit subscribe because it takes a lot of planning a lot of preparation a lot of time goes into this just to I guess put this podcast together and help you to motivate you through the weeks that can be quite hard and you know, I always tell the the full story. The, the guests that come on, they're, they're really lovely. They're really open and honest. And I guess what, what I do is I provide them a space just to to open up. And they do that every time, which is absolutely brilliant. And that's, I, th- I think, what you need just to connect with your own motivation. And, and just to ask yourself, you know, Tom lived in this overweight body. And he really didn't want that overweight body. And his behaviours weren't there, he, you know secret eating and and all of that isn't isn't new it's not a new a new behavior this is something that a lot of people do and I think what you need to ask yourself is are you in a place where you're prepared to to go this alone have you tried going it alone before or maybe you need a bit of support 
and I, you know, I don't work for Slimming World. I'm not here <laughs> pitching for Slimming World, but I know that when I'm in a group setting, there's something about it. There's something about being in group and having that support. If you're listening to this thinking, I wish I'd got the guts to, to join a group. There's loads of online forums. You don't have to go to, you don't have to physically, you know, go to a group, especially during COVID. There's loads of online forums that you can join and be part of something to help you. If, you know, motivation, if willpower is something that you struggle with, being part of a group setting is definitely the way to go. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of Slimming Stories. I hope this has helped. If you have enjoyed listening to Tom today on the podcast, you can find Tom on Instagram at slim underscore with underscore Tom F. And I've put a link in my show notes to the Instagram account. Please go over and just say hello. I'm sure you would love the support from you. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, if this is something that you regularly listen to, I would love to hear some feedback from you. I'm thinking about next year and where the podcast needs to go. I've got some ideas. I'm always thinking of different different ways how to produce a podcast. So any feedback that you've got, please let me know how you find in the episodes, which episodes you feel you can really connect to. And if you can write and leave a review on iTunes, that would that would be amazing and send me a DM if you have because I will um, give you a shout out that would really mean the world to me and until next time take care